Hey, welcome to Big Ideas for Every Org. We help leaders discover powerful big ideas that increase organizational impact. I'm Josh, and today we're joined by Robert Carnes. Robert is an author, freelance writer, and marketing professional. He's led communications at multiple churches and has served Atlanta area nonprofits in marketing. He now works as the marketing manager for Green Melon, a digital marketing agency. Robert is the author of three books, all of them about storytelling. Robert, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Josh, thank you so much for having me on. Hey, so before we jump into uh, the topic today of story listening, tell us a bit about yourself and your work. Yeah, well, you gave a, a nice uh, bio for me. So I actually studied um, journalism uh, when I was in college at the University of Georgia. So I thought I was going to be a newspaper reporter, but uh, career, as they often do, took a little bit of a different turn. Uh, so I did not expect to work in the local church or for nonprofits, but that's where I ended up. And I was able to use uh, my skills, uh, again, that I learned in, in journalism school for writing and for storytelling, was able to use those for a couple different organizations um, here in the Atlanta area where I'm from. Uh, and that's been a really interesting and fun journey for me. So again, worked for a couple different organizations, have done freelance work as well, both as a copywriter and as a marketing consultant. And now through uh, a marketing agency where I get to help a lot of different organizations uh, to figure out their brand message and, and what storytelling looks like for them. So uh, it's it's been a really fun experience and I've learned a whole lot from it. And that's where writing the books has come from is, is uh, to be able to give back and, and share what little that I've, I've learned along the way and help encourage uh, organizations to tell better stories primarily. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we talk about the solution today, um, and, and we're talking about story listening, which is a new category, I'm excited to get into it. So, so tell us, how did you begin to see the problem associated um, with storytelling and, and story listening? Absolutely. Yeah. Storytelling, I feel like is a, a commonly used uh, buzzword, like a marketing buzzword uh, throughout pretty much every industry. Everybody thinks they understand what storytelling is, but uh, many organizations don't quite practice it uh, quite as well, or they, or they just struggle to figure out where to begin with storytelling. It's, it's an easy thing to talk about and to say that you're going to do, uh, and it's a much harder thing to actually put into practice and do it on a consistent and regular basis and, and to do it well. And so exactly like you said, I, I think um, organizations need to start listening a little bit better. Um, and, and we won't get, you know, that's, that's tipping the hat a little bit at what that solution is, but yeah, so many organizations don't know where to look for stories, right? They're usually default to telling stories about themselves, yeah, about their, their history or about what their mission is. And, uh, there's often a disconnect with that between them and their, their audience who they're trying to reach. Uh, you can reach some people that way, uh, but you have a lot bigger impact when you, you make a subtle shift in the focus of your storytelling and so, uh, you know, just, yeah, using that as kind of a jumping off point really starts to open up a whole new worlds of how you can tell stories and where you can look for stories. So um, that's, yeah, that's often the problem that many organizations face to start with. But there's thankfully a, a pretty easy solution to at least get them going in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's look at that. So you're helping churches, nonprofits, you're seeing the pain of storytelling within those organizations, which I have felt as well, uh, leading communications um, in, in churches. So tell us, how did you discover the solution of story listening uh, to help storytelling? Sure. I mean, I think 
probably through my own uh, failures and through struggling with it myself. I mean, like you said, it's it's a very common thing to to try to pull that off and to try to accomplish good marketing through storytelling. Um, but it's a much more difficult thing. So, uh, you know, I honestly have kind of create, created this idea or maybe it, just kind of stumbled across this idea of story listening more throughout my own things that I wish I I would have done when I was in nonprofits and churches and, and observing some of the things that other uh, organizations have done really well. And, and ultimately it boils down to uh, you need to put your audience as the hero of the story. Um, that's not a new idea. Donald Miller has talked about that quite extensively through his story brand book and thing, but that's, that's been an idea that's been uh, around storytelling for a long time, but how to actually pull that off means that you need to spend time with your audience means that you need to get to know them and to build empathy and trust uh, with those people that your organization serves and the people that are within your organization, because those are ultimately where the stories are coming from is, is the people. And so you need to actually spend time in proximity with those people. Mm. Uh, Storytelling is not a uh, a short thing. It's not a, a, a silver bullet or a shortcut uh, to any type of marketing. It's a long-term investment that really takes time and intentional energy into being able to build up those relationships with people so that not only you can hear their stories, but then also you earn their trust and they entrust you with being able to actually share those stories with a larger audience. But um, ultimately, it's about finding people that your audience can relate to. Uh, and the easiest way to do that is by pulling and extracting stories directly from those communities and, and being able to tell stories about characters that uh, other people can see themselves in in their shoes. They can they can take on that perspective and go, oh, okay, this is what this organization or this is what this local church is doing. And this is how in, it impacts me directly. Uh, and all of that is tied up with with story listening. That's that's great. So tell us, you know, if you're a, a nonprofit leader, um, a higher education leader, a church leader, what's the process of of implementing this um, in their orgs? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question, and that's essentially the the framework of the book um, that I I put together and that is coming out next month uh, that I call the story cycle, and it all begins with story listening, but then you also need to you know, capture that story to, to write it down somewhere in a place that your organization can actually find it later. It's, that's the kind of boring administrative work of, of storytelling. We often like to think of it as very creative and it, and it absolutely is, but there also needs to be a very, you know, detailed and organized approach to it as well. And that, that also involves editing and crafting the stories in a way that they're actually going to connect with your audience. And, and we have to do all of that prep work before we're then able to actually share a story, Right. Um, the telling piece of the storytelling puzzle is often what attracts our attention. That's the piece we focus on. But there's a whole lot more that comes before that to make a story impactful and to make it something that's going to resonate with your audience. Um, and then we often forget about what it means after an audience hears a story. But that's kind of the second half of the story cycle is actually you know how an audience experiences that story whether or not they take action on that story, because I I feel like every organizational story should have some sort of next step attached to it. There should be some very clear action that your audience should take with it. And then hopefully, if that gets them involved with your organization or with your church or even a business, hopefully that impacts them for the better. Um, And then that creates another opportunity for a story to be told, right? Because You've, you've generated another kind of life change or transformation in another person that's hopefully a story being worth told. So that's 
essentially a rough framework of, again, what I like to call the story cycle, which I outline, uh, com- you know, in, in completion in the book uh, that I wrote with that same title. Yeah. So what are some of the challenges associated with, with doing this in an organization? You know, I've, I've led communications, uh, marketing, I've helped, uh, uh, numerous organizations, businesses, nonprofits, mission-driven orgs um, clarify their messaging and their marketing. What are some of the the challenges, and, and I know them well, um, that that you've seen in trying to implement this? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I think there again in the story cycle, I talk about that there is a a misstep that you can take uh, along the way uh, during each of those different stages. Um, that'll kind of break the cycle and that it'll prevent it from reaching the right audience or prevent the audience from taking the, the correct action or from, you know, making the action not kind of resonate with them or be meaningful. And so, I mean, usually that begins with story listening um, because every organization, if, as long as you're involved with people, there are stories to be told. But so often that first kind of mistake or challenge that that organizations face is just neglecting to actually listen, neglecting Mm. to build those relationships with people. Um, And so there's often so many stories, great stories, inspirational stories that get missed and aren't even, you know, don't have the opportunity to be shared simply because we're not slowing down enough to, again, build those relationships, to build empathy with who we're trying to serve and and missing the stories that would really um, both impact that individual because they, you know, they feel seen because we've we've gotten to know them, we've shared their story, but then missing out on the potential of connecting with other people because um, that story didn't, again, they never heard that story or that didn't connect with them. So there are, are many challenges that come along the way, but oftentimes it begins with that, that failure to prioritize listening. This podcast is brought to you by Antidote. With over 12 years of serving churches, campaigns, schools, and other nonprofits, Antidote has processed more than a billion dollars in donations. That experience has guided us in building tools that make giving and fundraising easy. Join over 20,000 organizations and increase giving today. Find out more at antidote.com. A-N-E-D-O-T.com. Antidote, powerful giving tools made easy. Yeah, so looking back now, you know, looking at organizations who have implemented uh, or at least uh, began to implement a, a story listening, uh, intentional story listening at the at the front of their storytelling efforts, what are the positive effects and results from implementing this? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it, it very clearly and immediately helps you tell better stories. I mean, I think that's that's the short side effect and the easy thing to see. But I think when we do this well and we really uh, prioritize it and do it intentionally, it's going to help us to create better organizations. It's going to help our nonprofit serve more people. It's going to help our church keep our you know our community and the the people who are in need at the focus and the forefront of our minds and so be, because the side effect is when we're listening to people when we have those relationships and we're doing all that we can to maintain them and we're we're able to use those narratives to connect with more people and we grow in steady and healthy ways we we have better organizations we're able to uh, do a better job of fulfilling the mission that we're setting out to do and it's because that storytelling practice, that story listening practice helps us to, to keep the right priorities, uh, to build empathy with people, to keep relationships at the forefront. I mean, it really just, it's, it's a, a, a mutually beneficial thing. It's a positive upward cycle, um, all because uh, better organizations tell better stories and better stories help to build better organizations. 
That's awesome. So, so what would you say to those who are on the fence? You know, those who, who may have some pushback to, to modifying how they're doing storytelling, you know, what their process looks like. Uh, what would you say to, to those people? I, I think uh, because storytelling is such an integrated part of uh, who we are as a culture, it's, it's kind of at our, our core as human beings. We are storytelling animals. So I don't think most people need convincing that stories are real or that they're impactful. I mean, there's so many statistics that, that a lot of um, influencers throw around about how uh, we're engaged so much more with a narrative versus just raw data or information. It really is a very powerful uh, communications vehicle. So that's usually not the struggle. The struggle is, yeah, how do we convince leaders to take the time to invest in storytelling? Because again, we can we can default to telling stories about ourselves. Those are the quicker and easier things to do. Those are the most visible stories to us. So yeah, the, the real challenge uh, for getting organizations and leaders to adopting kind of this slightly changed mentality is investing the time, investing the resources, and knowing that we may not see uh, the return on investment for a little while, that it's going to kind of be the long-term game. Um, but ultimately, I mean, this is just the better way to do it. This is the more effective way to tell stories. This is going to be the way that you're going to be able to scale storytelling over the long term. It's going to be the way that it's going to consistently um, land with your audience. It's going to continue to connect with people over the long term. Um, because otherwise the stories you're telling, they're just going to continually sort of miss with people. You may be able to hit on one that, that resonates with somebody, but then you're going to have one that's that's a little bit more of a miss. So I think if if any organization really wants to uh, to consistently tell effective stories and to be able to build it up in a, a just a scalable and a consistent way that's organized and is going to be able to, again, just to connect with your audience on a more, uh, on a deeper level, on a more relational level. I think this is the subtle change that we have to make um, and the subtle, more of a, like a mindset shift more than anything else that's going to help uh, to to make the right processes to go in place. So um, hopefully that's, that's the thing. And that's ultimately, that's the thing that most organizations who do storytelling well, that's what they do, whether they recognize it or not. Those are the practices that really make them effective and really put them at the forefront of marketing and, and organizational storytelling. Robert, I can't wait to read your book. Uh, we were talking before the show here, just talking about story listening. And, you know, right when you said that and you brought it up, it, it hit me because I've been responsible for collecting stories at an organization and telling those stories. And the listening part is such a missing but important piece of the storytelling practice. And so I can't wait to read your book. I hope others do as well. Um, where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Yeah, absolutely. So you can follow me on social media. I'm active on Twitter and on LinkedIn at Jam Rob Carr. Um, but if you want to learn more about the book and, and see who I am as an author and again, learn a little bit more about this, this whole idea of the story cycle and story listening, uh, you can go to storycyclebook.com. Uh, and you can learn more about it there. And the book actually releases in October of this year, 2022. Um, so I encourage anybody to check it out. And, and hopefully it's a resource that's really beneficial to you and your organization. Awesome. Robert, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, Josh, thanks so much for having me. This is a great conversation. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave us a rating and review. To view show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, visit antidote.com forward slash big ideas. Again, that's A-N-E-D-O-T dot com forward slash 
big ideas. We'll see you next time.